This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It's kind of it's just kind of young, but uh, you know, <laughs> sorry, sorry for knowing how to how to have a good time. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel eighty. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. First couple hours so far have been courtesy of myself, Randy Scott. She is Vanessa Richardson. Uh, you can join in the conversation on the CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Uh, the conversation continues to center around who in major pro team sports should be allowed to go out on their own terms. But we're actually going to welcome in one half of this show. Chris Carlin is with us. He of the six-year-old beer. Uh, for me, Chris, it was apple brandy that was in just a bottle with an apple on it. I thought it was apple juice. <laughs> I was probably nine, and I ran in from a sweaty Virginia you know, summer and just slugged it back. And uh, next thing I know, I was on the couch. So Yeah, I, I that'll happen. And the way that you reacted to that, six, six is kind of young, like, you're really alarmed by what you just heard, and you're not quite sure how to handle it when you're speaking about it. You've got to be careful with the kids who have older siblings, man. And I have a 10-year-old. He is the oldest, but he has friends with like 15- and 16-year-old siblings, and yeah. they make jokes. I see it happen. I can't repeat them right now, but they make references to like, you know, a number between like 68 and 70, and my son, it goes right over his head for now. That's yeah. not going to happen for too much longer. Well, all I can tell you is, you know, it, it was a family where I was treated much more like an adult than I ever should have been because I had these, I had four brothers and a sister, all of whom were born within six and a half years of, of one another, and then me eight years later, not yeah. exactly in the plan. This is your villain uh, origin story. <laughs> yeah, basically. This basically explains so, so much. It really, really does. It's like getting the. It's like getting the prequel. It's the. It's the. It's the. Uh, the Breaking Bad to the Better Call Saul. That's exactly. <laughs> or no, Better Call Saul to the Breaking Bad. Yeah, I forget. I forget We're which, which order. On it. I never mm. stuck with Breaking with uh, rather with with Better Call Saul because it was so slow, and we might have time to get into that. But Chris, let's speaking of beers and speaking of beer flowing, I want to play you a soundbite from Michael Malone today at the Denver Nuggets title parade. Now we get it. First championship franchise history. Folks are getting loose, some looser than others. Here's Michael Malone. Is Brucey B going anywhere? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hey, we run this back. We run this back. Hell yeah. Come on. Get Anytime, anytime it devolves into just rasping at the end. Uh, that is the guy who doesn't even want to be called Mike, Chris. He wants to be called Michael, and that's how that's Mikey Fresh today out there in Denver. Yeah, that wasn't Mike or Michael. That that was Mikey. Absolutely. Uh, when do you think the last time was that he was sober? Was that right before Tip? Maybe. I, wow. I mean, um, that's like thirty year reunion, high school reunion vibes. <laughs> that's a great way to put it, and that's absolutely what that is. Uh, that that's a little rough, right there. That's a little rough. As far as if they're running it back, it's hard to to look at anybody else right now and think that they are as good. If we're looking at teams that are kind of standing in the way, I I truly still believe if as presently constituted, if you're going to have Middleton and Brooke Lopez back, I do think the Bucks stand in the way. I think this was an aberration for them. Um, I don't look at too many other teams right now. And what really bothers me is that one of the teams we should be talking about would be the Memphis Grizzlies, but we're not talking about the Memphis Grizzlies because they got their own problems <laughs> with with John Morant, who we expect to get suspended here soon, I would think sometime tomorrow. Uh, and then 
you know, they're moving on from Dylan Brooks. Like, that was one of those teams that they talked a lot and they had a lot of ability, but they haven't put it together. The question is, can they grow up? If they can grow up once they get past the suspension, I think they could be in that discussion. Did the Celtics reach their height this year? Does a lot, I mean, I, I know that they're making coaching stuff. They're bringing in Sam Cassell. They're getting Missoula some help. But do you see them as potentially being a threat if they stay at full health and if they can get in sync for the Nuggets to potentially start a dynasty? Yeah, they're going to be in the mix. Uh, I, I don't trust them. I really don't. I hated what I saw from them this year, and not just because of Joe Missoula. I, I, I was really, I, 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 it, it, I have so much trouble with the idea of falling behind 3 nothing to an inferior team, coming back, tying the series up, having all the momentum in your corner, being at home, and getting blown out in a Game 7. I don't know how that works. I, I, I can't ever remember seeing something like that in professional sports where I would still have a ton of faith in them. There's no getting around what their talent level is if Joe Mazzulla get some, you know, if those guys are yeah. going to be good influences mm. on him as a coach, then yeah. Otherwise, they're going to need to get somebody in there. Don't be don't be shocked if you know, by the end of next year if Missoula's gone and they're looking at somebody else because wow. well, to me, I just I did I know it's his first year. Maybe I'm being overly critical i did not see a whole lot that said to me this guy's going to be a really good head coach yeah i saw a lot of learning on the job and i saw a, a lot of winning in spite of as opposed to because of and mm. i don't know i don't know how sustainable that is he's chris carlin host of canty and carlin on espn radio and the espn app vanessa richardson randy scott in for the guys um what, got a couple more minutes with you chris what athlete hurts you the most it's been our our cc call in line question what athlete hurt you the most when they played on another team Oh boy! Um, I, as a kid, I loved Rod Woodson. As okay. I'm a big Steelers fan, okay. and seeing him in a Ravens uniform winning a Super Bowl was tough to take. That was very tough to take. Um, he was probably my all-time favorite Steeler, and they listen—they had cut him, but to see him go and play somewhere else, and not only that, but play for the enemy. That one really, really stung. That really stung. Yeah, I get that. I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, you know, there aren't too many others after they they went. Daryl Strawberry, maybe a little Mm. bit with the Mets. That's a throwback. Yeah, Yeah, with the Dodgers, exactly. I am just that old. But yeah, uh, Daryl Strawberry (laughs) was certainly one. Um, Mine will always always be Peyton Manning, forever and always. Marcus Allen on the Chiefs. Marcus Allen on the Chiefs was tough. Ooh, that had to hurt. Yeah. That had to hurt. Um, I'm gonna ask, gonna ask you to make a very important decision for me. I need mm-hmm. to watch a show, and there's a lot that I haven't seen. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I haven't seen The Sopranos, Twenty Four, Better Call Saul, Brooklyn Nine Nine. We were discussing this in the break. What show should I watch next? I All have right. seen The Wire and Breaking Bad. All right, so let's let's talk about this for a second. First of all, how how long are you willing to give a show? I'll give a show like two to three episodes. You gotta okay. grab me by then, right? Um, so Better Call Saul is not for you then because it takes a while. It is worth it if you want to invest in it, mm. but it, seriously, it's going to take a, like a season and a half. I am not a Game of Thrones guy. I'm not a Middle Earth kind of guy <laughs> at all. <laughs> and what? I got to like I gave that an inordinately 
long period of time. I gave that two and a half seasons before I was out. That's just me. That's sad. That's yeah, sad it, is what that is. It might be. It might be. I, I, I'm i a big fan of Ted Lasso, and I know that's a little cliche okay. these Love days. I, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, did you watch Parks and Rec? Loved Parks oh, and yeah. Rec. I'm okay. from Indiana, so I felt like I was watching my people. <laughs> did you watch 30 Rock when it was on? I did not. 30 Rock is very funny. Tina Fey, uh, mid to late 2000s, Tracy Morgan, Alec Baldwin, very, very funny. And then so uh, I'll give you one that was also excellent that was called The Americans, uh, which was kind of a spy oh, yeah. uh, thing. And, and Terry Russell is in it, and it was from... Uh, I don't know. It was probably 2013 to 2018. Mm -hmm. Very good if you're into like a kind of a spy kind of thing. Love it. These are all great wrecks. Good wrecks. I do what I can. These are true. And and Tom Haverford in Parks and Rec is just (laughs) one of many iconic characters. I can't look at sandwiches and not think of his line where he's like, I call sandwiches Sammy's, (laughs) Sam Doozles, or Adam Sandler's. So he is Chris Carlin. Chris, thank you. Thank you, man. We'll let you get on with your night. I know you're being pulled in a bunch of different directions. We appreciate it, bud. Legit. My wife last week said, what are we having for dinner? And I said, chicky, chicky, parm, parm. (laughs) Iconic. (laughs) All noodles, long ass rice. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Chris. Oh, man. Chris Carlin joining us on the CC. Call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hey. Call in, what show should Vanessa watch? Okay? That's one man's opinion. Maybe you have a different one. I, I, I fully support the Americans. I've heard nothing but great things. I like two seasons. I think I moved. I, I think I started, but I had like TiVo or something. So I, it goes back It goes back a little bit. I need to jump back in. I've heard that series finale was absolutely epic. You could say some series finales changed the game. There we go with the transition. <laughs> Which caught us thinking. <laughs> about my friend about pet peeves from our friend Eric. Now, Vanessa, I don't know if you've ever met Eric in person. I mild mannered, I think is safe, right? Okay. It's safe. Like the baseline is what the baseline is. Like it's just we don't get a lot of peaks, we don't get a lot of valleys. We're very consistent. We're doubles, you know, maybe doubles that turn into home runs because there's no fence in softball. Any it's inside the park home runs that he calls home runs, but uh, which is an inside joke, and I hope to be a part of one someday. But same, Eric. Uh, Eric has a strong opinion about the the phrase. What is it? The phrase changed the game. What are you upset about? I still don't really understand what it means per se. Because you want to get into the crux of where this comes from. Are, are sure. you ma- are you mad at what Carl Anthony Towns said that people are going to look at him and be like, "Yo, that guy changed the game." Uh, my my you brain. Play it? You want to play it again? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll play it. Play it. Okay. So we don't want to get away of Eric doing his job. He's going to play the sound and he's going to fire off the hottest of takes. Eric, go ahead. This is this is Carl Anthony Towns. I'm going to put it like this. I feel like when my time's up and my and I retire and I put the shoes up and I say, you know what, Pat, I'm a, I'm a me, the kids and the wife, we're going to head out to the sunset and enjoy life. I feel like there's going to be people who are going to say, you know, that I changed the game and I'm going to be very appreciative of that. Everything's up for stipulation. And you know what I like to say is that no matter when think when this is all over, that there's going to be kids coming up saying that they're going to be able to play a different way because I played in NBA and did it a different way. All right, so again, that's Carl Anthony Towns on the Pat Bev podcast with Roan. Now, do you have a problem, Eric, with with what Cat had to say about himself? Uh, there's a lot to unpack there, <laughs> but I would say that like, what what does he mean by changing the game? Yeah, and, I don't know that he specified it. And so that's where the crux of my thing is with changing mm. the game. Maybe I just misunderstand what people mean by it. But of course, the guy okay. that a lot of people say 
all the time that he changed the game is, of course, Steph Curry with the three-point shot. And and no doubt, he does it the best. He's going to shatter. He's already shattering the three-point records, and he's going to go down in history as the best three-point shooter of all time. I'm not denying that whatsoever. i got to get that out off the top here. But when you say change the game to me, if you asked me if you just wiped him off the face of the earth, he never existed as a basketball player, that would mean we wouldn't get guys like Damian Lillard or another contemporary in James Harden. That doesn't really make sense to me in terms of uh, changing the game. Like he, he, So you don't think Steph Curry changed the game? What do we mean? What do we mean by change the game? Well, well, I mean, like, pulling up from 30 feet. Like, it used to be taboo to... To even you know, so like, Damian Lillard only does it because Steph Curry does, did it. I look at when they broke into the league. Yeah, like, like around the same time. I wonder if you could be an undersized because Steph Curry is six two. I wonder if you mm-hmm. could be an undersized guard to get drafted in the top ten if you didn't have his skill set. I will say this: Allen Iverson he made it more acceptable. How about that? Acceptable or the entire league is now based on the three point shot. We've got guys right. driving to the rim. Hold on, we got guys driving to the rim, giving up layups and kicking out because of what. Steph has brought analytics-wise. True, but there's two contemporaries I mentioned, Damian Lillard and James Harden, that both did similar things like around that same time period. Steph broke it in a way. But GMs look at it differently in a positive way because of what Steph Curry did. Wouldn't that qualify as changing? Okay, I wonder. Okay, an interesting point here, as as I'm trying to pull up the career stats of Steph to see just like, when he was drafted, and his page is just long and distinguished here. He was drafted. The Human Torch? Who calls him the Human Torch? He's Nobody. 35. He was drafted in 09. Okay. Okay, so 09. You're telling me in 09, Eric. Now, first of all, I'm not saying that you were compiling analytics in 09, but maybe the Warriors, are you saying maybe the Warriors changed the game and not Steph? Something changed in the NBA to where... Well, it wasn't Splash Bro, Splash Brothers. Right? <sighs> Vanessa, will you handle this for a second? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so to quote Kendrick Perkins, who said, how can you change the game when at times we don't even know you exist? So Ken, I think it's safe to say Perk does not feel like Carl Anthony Towns is accurate. But yeah, no, I think when you take inventory of the league as a whole, and my my thing, the reason that I, I would say Steph Curry has changed the game is because I think he's changed the way that GMs and the, the way GMs draft, the potential they see he's changed the way that teams look at rosters. So I think changing in Steph Curry's case is accurate. With Carl Anthony Towns, I don't think he's changed the game. Do I think maybe he's evolved the center position? I, you could say maybe he's helped evolve it, but change, I don't I don't buy that. With can I, can I ask Anthony a quick Towns. question? Yes, please. So game five, let's go back to the most recent NBA game we have. Game five uh-huh. of the NBA finals, the Heat are down three points, right? Jimmy Butler takes a three-pointer instead of driving to the hoop to get the two, right? Is that Steph Curry? Because of what Steph Curry does, the three-pointer is more valuable. So Jimmy Butler decided, oh, I'm going to shoot this three instead of doing the old-school basketball play, which is, hey, we're going to get the quick two, foul, and hope that they miss one of the free throws. It's more normalized because of Steph Curry. And that's a bad shot by Jimmy Butler. Well, because Jimmy Butler is a bad three-point shooter. Like, Like, I get it. Like, I don't think you can blame. Okay, you're you're trying to live in two worlds here, where Steph Curry did not change the game, and is getting the blame for Jimmy Butler a decade and a half after being drafted takes a three point shot late in the game, and it's because of Steph Curry. So I will say it was a bit of a Bikram yoga stretch. I will say that 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 was a yoga stretch by my part. <laughs> I'm so. just I'm no I like I, I like somewhere analytically, the NBA decided that the three-pointer is worth 
more than the two-pointer, not just in scoreboard, but there's value in the attempt. Mm-hmm. That the more threes you take, that correlates to higher scoring. But that three that Dame took all of it. to beat the Thunder whatever yeah, years ago. the waving goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So who has so Eric? Okay, so let me ask you this: So if Steph hasn't, is there a current player that has changed the game? See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to answer that question because I, I still feel like I have no idea how to even quantify changing the game. I think LeBron changed the game. Okay, I think LeBron, I think LeBron, no James question, changed the game. I want to say this: I want, I'm looking at three pointers attempted. Okay, is changed the game another way of saying he's an all time player, and we wouldn't, the league wouldn't be the same without him? Well, I mean. Yeah, I, I think that's one. I think that's one way to say it. Like you can change a game in a negative way. You know, I think the Pistons changed the game in a negative way in the late '80s. They played bully ball, and the league instituted Jordan rules to try to protect their superstars from getting hurt, getting okay. mugged, making the game more pleasant to watch. I think that happened as well in the mid aughts. Right? We had NBA Finals games between the Lakers and the Pistons that were in the '80s in the NBA Finals, like scoring wise in the in the not the 1980s, the '80s. Like that's not fun to watch. So the the three pointer has helped. Expand that. You get cold shooting nights. That game five was a rock fight between the Nuggets and, and, and the Heat. But that's those aren't, aren't two great three point shooting teams, truly. So, I mean, if Steph, if if you can't grant Vanessa and I that Steph changed changed NBA offensive basketball, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not. I don't know, Vanessa. He gets all the not. credit, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah he gets all a right. fair amount of credit. Okay. Like, I'm trying, yes, with, the guy who's made more threes than anyone else in NBA history, he's going to get credit for changing <laughs> yeah. how we view. Yeah. But what I'm saying uh-huh. is Damian Lillard doesn't hit all of his threes. Drafted three. Steph Curry doesn't. Drafted was three. Game. Drafted three years later. Okay. Dame. Dame was. Uh, you know, listen. Harden's an yeah, interesting. But Steph Curry one. wasn't Steph Curry in 2012. Yeah, what? Well, he wasn't doing what he was doing four years later. I'm looking at it. 2012. Uh, oh man. He That's when hurt. Steve Kerr kind of unlocked games. him. No. He played 23 games in 2011-2012. In 2012-2013, he took 600 threes. <laughs> he took 600 what? threes. He made 272. He got up to as high as it's shooting yeah, but like, 886 didn't Dennis threes. Didn't Dennis Scott take 600 in like no. 95-96? I don't even have to look it up. I can tell you Dennis Scott did not do that. Not once in his career? No, I, buddy. No, I he swear. played with Shaq uh. where you throw it down to Shaq, he would get it for like 10 that's seconds. Tr- that's what about true. about Ray Allen? Ray, hold on, dude. Dennis Scott highest was... Kyle Korver? You know what? Oh my God, Dennis Scott not 800, but Dennis Scott took 628 threes in an outlier season of 95, 96 with the Magic. He played 3,000 minutes. He never played more than 2,300 again in his career. I, this is bad radio. I'm going through basketball reference. Yeah. I like going through basketball reference and looking at the nicknames of Vanessa because you the find out Vanessa, you find out that Steph Curry was called the Human Torch. Never, never heard it one time. Not one single time. And meanwhile, you go on Nikola Jokic's page, and the dad bod god is nowhere to be found. Yeah, which is ridiculous. You need to you need to make that a thing. Thank you. Let's print some T-shirts. We'll get them out. We should have had them in Denver for the title parade. Darn it! All right, is there a team that becomes an instant championship contender by adding Bradley Beal? Would he change the game for one NBA franchise? Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... 
you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. We gotta stop making some changes. We gotta change da-na-na, the way we eat. Da-na-na, da-na-na. We gotta change the way we live. We gotta change the way we treat each other. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I don't know who that was. That wasn't Pac. I don't know what that impression was, but it wasn't. Yeah, I don't it wasn't I, a I'm, great one. Your guess is as good as mine, friend. <laughs> She's Vanessa Richardson at Sports Vanessa on Twitter. I'm Randy Scott uh, at Randy Scott ESPN. It's throwing me. I'm such a Ron Burgundy with things that are I'm on a Ron screen. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> it's my own name. Are you Randy Scott? It's my own name. But the way it's typed, it says tweet us, and it's at R A Q N D Y Scott ESPN. So I, I stutter step verbally and mentally every time I look at it. And, uh, and it's, uh, hey, hey, uh, yeah. Um, what's up? Um, I got to defend myself here with this, with the misspelling oh. there. I should have realized that they had a cue up there. In no. my defense, the keyboard is kind of wonky right now. <laughs> like I'm typing certain keys and other stuff is popping up there. So that I, has been an issue. I Sometimes can I forget how old I am. And plus, I'm getting a little thrown off here by Eric's hot take about Steph Curry not changing the game of the NBA. That's so. a hot that's, That's a just, one. it's just wrong. And okay, so the CC called in line 1 888 State ESPN, 888 729 3776. We got the phone lines jammed. You can join in the conversation as we are presented by Progressive Insurance here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Which current NBA players would you say change the game? Okay, because we're moving beyond what Eric has said, where change the game is not a thing, that the game just evolves naturally. I think some of that is true, but I think certain players nudge that evolution along. So let's get to Victor in Syracuse. Oh, Victor! Dang it, Victor. All right, you're on ESPN Radio. Go ahead. Well, I don't think that a player changes the game. I think the front office changed the game. Moneyball and Michael Lewis changed the game. Okay, People did the math, realized you could be better and score more points by shooting threes instead of twos. Mm -hmm. They found players who would do that, and that's what changed the game. Everybody else, Ah. it's bunk. Okay, all right. so the front office goes into the 2009 NBA draft and says, we need somebody who's going to pull up from 30 feet reliably, someone with a sick ball handle who's going to run four or five miles a game to create their shot, and you think the system was in place and they just went looking for the player. Look at baseball was the same forever. Then the guys with the analytics, they started doing the math, realized that baseball would change. Football did the same thing. Basketball did the same thing. The evolution of computers changed the game. It wasn't the players. 
It was the front offices. All right. All right. Let, you know, see, Eric, if you'd come with that take and instead relied on Victor to fight your fight for you, it would have had a little bit more stock. Vanessa wouldn't judge you so harshly. Judging you a little bit. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you can say that there are not players. That, I, I don't think you can make a blanket statement that no player has changed the game. When you look at, you know, Dr. J, who I believe won the first dunk contest and really incorporated like art and almost aerobics. When you look at, you know, Larry Bird, I, like I, I don't know that you can make a blanket statement that no players have changed the game now. Uh-huh. Like with Steph Curry. What I the point I brought up was yes, Steph changed the game, and that caused GMs to look at roster spots differently. That that prioritizing you know players that can shoot the three really effectively. So there are effects of it, but I, I don't know that I agree with the blanket statement that that it's just front offices who have changed the game. Okay, all right. So that's one. You know, Victor argues one side. Let's get to Doug in Hawaii who argues the other side. Doug, you're on ESPN Radio. How you doing? I, I believe that uh, for the front office to uh, be responsible for changing the game, they have to see that somebody was out there that could change it. Mm-hmm. You don't make a decision to change the game. So let me get into five quick points really quick about Steph Curry. Number one, most three-pointers ever made in the history, most three-point shots ever tried, Um Three other quick points. Number one, I don't think anybody in the history of the NBA has been able to shoot it in tighter quarters in the quickest amount of time than Steph Curry. Fourth point, I don't think there's ever been a more pure shooter than Steph Curry. I'm thinking about maybe Reggie Miller, but how -hmm. many, if they, I know they didn't keep a track of this, but how many balls has Steph Curry shot that have never even touched the rim? Uh, you know, nothing but nylon. Oh, okay. And the other thing you got to re- got to remember real quick is that Steph Curry has made probably more shots beyond thirty feet, closer to the logo, and changed the game than anybody else. Yep. Definitely, he changed the game. All right, all right. I'm with Doug. I am with Doug. Do we have time, Shannon? Yeah, Can me we too. get to one? Can we get to one more? We get yeah. Line two, Roy the truck. Roy, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up, Roy? Oh, wow, man, I appreciate that. I didn't expect that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I got to get ready. Uh, uh, Kareem, Kareem did with the sky hook, and then you got, uh, of course, Dr. J with, with his antics. And then, remember Daryl Dawkins? That was scary. And then, of course, uh, uh, Steph uh, Curry? Yes, he did. A lot of guys, like, I don't know about LeBron, though, but think about this. Tiger changed golf because after Tiger got in yes. and Tiger was starting to work out and stuff, everybody else started working out because that's how come he was able to hit a dead-gone ball so far on his drive. Yeah, Eric. Got to get strong shoulders. That's exactly. it. You, yes, when you when you change the training for an entire sport, you change the game. That's Tiger Woods, Eric. That's Tiger Woods. No, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. Let's get – I don't want to cherry pick. So give me give – me, give me, who are we going to? Are we going to Texas, Virginia, or Florida? Matt in Florida? Matt in Florida, you're on ESPN Radio. No, Matt's gone. Jacob, Jacob Hi, in Jacob in Virginia. You're on ESPN Radio. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, so uh, you know, just wanted to talk about you know players changing the game. I mean, uh, you just think about when when obviously you know maybe when Steph was first coming into the league, he wasn't he wasn't shooting at such a high clip as he is uh, now. But you know, just thinking of teams putting up, you know, 30, 30 plus three-pointers a game, I feel like wasn't too common of a, of a thing before Steph Curry. I mean, even, you know, that you guys talked about Damian Lillard earlier. I'm not saying there would be no Damian Lillard without Steph Curry, 
But, you know, in terms of the shot that he took against OKC, who knows if he would have even had the mindset to pull up from that deep if it wasn't for the likes of a Steph Curry. Or if you, if you want to go back further, you want to talk about like a Dirk Nowitzki, you know, kind of shaping the, the path for, for like a Kevin Durant or, or those more uh, offensive-styled uh, big men. So I just think that, you know, I think that Steph did have a, had a really big impact on the game, and I still think that he's continuing to do that today. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. you, got, you got a problem with that, Eric? You got a problem with that, that wisdom? Eric I'm, disagrees. I mean, that one part where he went and said that Damian Lord wouldn't have had the the wherewithal or or thought about being able to take that shot. Mm-hmm. That's where I. That's where like the crux <laughs> of everything begins with me. So, okay, I've already given, said my piece. Maybe giving too much credit. All right, can I can I sum, submit two quick ones? Yeah, historically wise, uh, Shaquille O'Neal for me would be one okay. with how he dominated in the post and what constituted as a foul and all of those things. And then going back even further, I think Will Chamberlain. Like they actually did change the rules, having to expand and widen the uh, the lane because he was able to get he was able to dunk it right from outside the paint. So okay, so you remember, can't even argue with that. They're right, changing the literal rules. They're yeah. changing the literal rules exactly. Haven't they moved the three point line back since Steph came into the league? Or am I dreaming that? That's in yeah, college. That's, that's, that's in fever, college. That's a fever dream. Yeah. That's a fever dream. That's yeah. fine. I mean, that's Charles fine. Barkley also they actually instituted a rule with Barkley with being able to hold on to the ball. It's called the Barkley rule about yeah. posting up and holding on the ball too long. I think Mark Jackson was also somebody who used to do it back in the day. Where they would post up way too long, and as they were backing down their opponent from the three point line, yeah, so they had to change the rule where you couldn't do that more longer than five seconds. See, look at that, <laughs> guys who actually changed the game, Ooh. including Ooh. Steph Curry. Eric, you feel ganged up in addition to. I said what I said. <laughs> no, I feel all right. This has happened to me before. This, so. No, listen. We're going to have an Eric rule where it says you got to run your takes by people before they come on the radio. Because you've been I so- didn't want to take this to radio. <laughs> we had an entire we had an entire pre-show meeting. Eric was quiet the whole time. He, he was, was plotting, sitting, plotting. plotting, stewing on this. But he got he got support. Because we we brought up the Carlton Towns change the game yep. thing in the pre-show meeting, and Eric just sat there and twiddled his thumbs. Nah, and then he we was, come well, here. He was working. He was putting stuff together well, for the show. Planning, but, plotting. But Eric got support on the call in line, and that is an upset to me. I didn't And it think. was a really good point because if the Billy Bean thing doesn't happen with Moneyball, yeah. do the Red Sox win in 04 with Theo Epstein taking that with money? You never know. And then do the Cubs? win in 16 because Theo Epstein did that. No, very, very fair. Canteen Carlin brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. How much more do we have to wait to see John Morant get suspended or whatever the 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 media the the uh, punishment is going to be uh, here from the NBA for his second gun related social media incident. It's Canteen Carlin with Vanessa and Randy on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Canteen Carlin, the podcast. This is strong. Quite, this goes kind of hard. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio. ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We've gone from white guy overbite dancing to white guy stink face. Hey, head, I get that reference. When Harry met Sally. There we <laughs> I have seen that movie, believe it or not. Uh, you can, <laughs> she is Vanessa Richardson. Quite patient, just willing to entertain any and all dated references. And, and, and honestly, like... Vanessa was in a TV-less existence until quite recently, so she's never seen The Sopranos, never seen Game of Thrones. Never. Um, and instead has like, dialed it, but she never missed an episode of, of Parks and Rec or what was another one? I like The Office. I like Modern Office, Family. Modern Family. These are all I good. did see Breaking Bad finally a couple months ago. That works. That works. Uh, that actually kind of dovetails nicely into the John Morant conversation uh, that, that we're going to have as, as the NBA and, and quite 
you know, honestly, the Memphis Grizzlies are trying to break John Morant of this habitual line stepping of not only going on Instagram live and sort of wiling out a little bit, but also bringing weapons into it. Um, I, I laughed very hard. Uh, and there's nothing funny about about guns, period. But uh, I, I laughed hard at a, at a tweet where uh, somebody said, John Morant getting ready to go on Instagram live. And it's this video of Keanu Reeves going, I'm going to need a gun. Oh. Um, and because it just seems like a mistake, air quotes, that maybe happens once. And, and for that mistake, you would think that John Morant, with the threat, Vanessa, to his you know, uh, eight-figure contract with Nike and to say nothing of the nine figures that he could earn in an NBA uniform, the threat to that wasn't enough. And the eight-game suspension that the league handed down wasn't enough, right? I mean, as he went to treatment and went to counseling and came back a, a, a changed person, a self-pronounced changed person, and then you have this this incident come up again. So the question now becomes, as we're bracing probably within the next 24 hours for this suspension to be announced, how long do we expect John Moran to be suspended? Here's what's frustrating for me, because I enjoy watching him play Southwest Division, and I cover the Rockets, so I see the Grizzlies a lot. Um, he wasn't required to stop drinking. He wasn't required to stay away from clubs. Heck, I don't even think the NBA asked him not to own guns. They literally just asked him not to wave it on Instagram Live. Like That was like, can you just not do that? And yeah. he did it. So to me, there's something deeper there. I don't know what it is, but there's some part of him that wants to step that line mm-hmm. and cross the line. And so I think it's going to be a hefty suspension. I think the fact that Adam Silver, commissioner, said during the playoffs, hey, I don't want to distract from the playoffs. I want to wait until after. I think that means it's going to be significant. We had Brian Winhurst on the show um earlier this morning on, on, on SportsCenter AM, and he cited the Miles Bridges suspension that the NBA mm. handed down, and it was uh, 24 games, and he pointed to that and then sort of uh, pointed to a 30-game suspension as sort of the target, or at least where the conversation begins, sort of a jumping-off point for John Morant's suspension. There are books, you know, you can bet on anything online and different gambling sites, and there are some books that have actually set a number of 24 and a half, and you can go over or under. Uh, that feels like the area code that we're living in here, but now that the NBA Finals are over and with the NBA Draft next week, keep an eye on the next 24 hours. Like, honestly, Shannon and Eric, you guys might have this with the guys, uh, Canty and Carlin, on their show tomorrow, on your show tomorrow, um, as this suspension coming out. So the NBA is bracing for that. There's also possible movement for some big-name stars in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, Bradley Beal and Zion Williamson. We're going to bring in our Pelicans insider for perhaps a new landing spot, a new nest for Zion in the NBA. It's Vanessa Richardson. It's Randy Scott. In for the guys on this pre-end Thursday. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.